Hello, everyone. Uh, content warnings for this episode. Uh, genocide, racism, abuse, gaslighting, and just general beach spoilers. Uh, we are still in the Soul Society arc, but we talk about a lot of stuff outside the Soul Society arc. If for some reason you're reading along, which I don't really recommend. Um, I mean, I do. I do recommend Early Bleach. I think it's really good besides it's several problems but this is still in those parts i really liked um but we are very close to getting to the parts where it starts sucking a lot uh anyways i hope you enjoy this episode about bleach bye This one's slightly different than the one I hate doing, though for some reason I'm holding this out as if I am singing. I have no idea if my humming is showing up on the recording. And welcome back to the podcast! Hi. I am here again with... I am Ninophilia. Hooray. And we are here to talk about... Bleach. Again. Bleach! We're <laughs> still in the good stuff! We are. We have begun. We have begun to trip downhill, but it's a fair. It's not very. It's very steep hill yet. Yeah, we and have not... and and there's occasional ramps, you know, for some good airtime before you know face planting really hard. Yes, is the best. Have... This is the best way to describe bleach. We have not re yet reached the point of the only black guy in the show so far turns out to be evil. Well, we're getting there. So last we left off, uh, Ichigo and his crew were uh, about shot to spread into soul society. Hmm? And they were shot out of a cannon. Well, they they were about to strut in and then got uh, watched a dude get stabbed, and then they were shot out of a cannon. And then they fell all over the place because turns out cannons are not a very good mode of transportation. Uh huh. Uh, they also got, I don't know if we mentioned last time, that they got a new member to their party added. Which is the um, the one dude whose power is sand. Oh, right. Kokaku's idiot brother who shows up way too often. Uh-huh. And never does anything. Yeah. He wins exactly one fight, and that's by running away and turning a bridge into sand and... His opponent doesn't notice, so they fall through a bridge. And that's it. Good work. I think the anime spent like two episodes almost on build-up for the canon of just doing stupid things. Yep. Well, because he, they have to establish that there's a rivalry between uh, Ichigo and What's-His-Face. Despite the fact that What's-His-Face is like nothing. He's got nothing to him. He's a sand dude. He, he's a tricksy sand dude. He is a fire. He is like like Kukaku is actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. He's kind of a social renegade and a fireworks maker. You know the type. Mm -hmm. um, Ganju, that's the name of the brother. He is literally nothing. He rides a boar at one point. That's it. Mm. Doesn't even drift on it. What kind of excuse for a boar rider is he? Aesthetic. So yeah, the gang end up in various places. 
and it's mostly very samey looking environments because this Subserete is like sort of kind of styled on like a, a old style Japanese castle so a lot of not that tall white walls it's very like it's like how many mazes are there in Bleach? Like 17 different ones, and I think this one is like maze-like at the very least. God, I don't want to think about how many fucking mazes there are. And yes, it is very... It's very twisty-turny. Uh, probably designed to be that way in case they ever get invaded again by their enemies, which is brought up once. And then never comes up again until the very final arc. Isn't it a shame that literally everyone in the series from this point on can fly? Yeah! Well, I, I assume that the Quincy they were, they were expecting could not fly. Yeah, um, as we mentioned in the previous episodes, a lot of conceits of Leech just end up utterly irrelevant as it goes on. <clears throat> Wait, how can, how come people how come people can fly? I think the explanation was that when you learn to control your breatsu uh, your spiritual energy well enough you can like harden the air under your feet. Mm. And you are and everyone is a spirit, so technically you don't have mass technically. That's... That's really dumb. Like, you're right, I think that's the answer, but that's so dumb. It's just, like, eh, whatever. Actually, I'm pretty sure you could just... That's all of Leash could be summed up as. That's, that's the answer, and it's stupid. Uh, like... Like, again, it's like, fine, sure, it's in the conceit of the thing. Meh. This that's about all I have on it. I don't know why everyone can just like teleport as well at arbitrary lengths of distance. Well, that's that's because they're not teleporting; they're just moving super fast. Unless no, they're, they're not. using unless they're using a special technique in which they are teleporting, or the other no, no, special no, no, technique no, like a, in which they are teleporting. Like, no, uh, they are. They're not moving super fast because a character we meet during this arc specifically is noted to be of such monstrous like physical ability that he keeps up with the teleport movement while just using like sprinting uh, would that be kenpachi yep we have we have other more boring fights to get through before like yeah there's like what eight fights that are very boring all of them only one of them is really meaningful until, like, before Kenpachi, because, like, there's all the mooks and randos and mm -hmm. side characters. And then there's uh, Josef Mengele in clown makeup. Yeah. When we meet the... We meet Kurosuchi Mayuri, one of the captains, is what we get introduced to the captains of the Shinigami. Fan favorite cast of characters who just get added on to more and more and until you, everyone just like you need a wikipedia article while watching to keep up with what they're doing uh-huh 
Anyway, so Kurosuchi Mayuri is the, one of the worst people in the series. Which is Literal, like, like, genuinely a Nazi scientist, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, he's the one who killed all the Quincy. Yeah, like, he single-handedly genocided most of, like, most of them. And he, ha he has a, um assistant artificial human uh, who he abuses at all times. Uh-huh. Poor Nemo. Yeah. And uh, it is also heavily implied that uh, he did experimentations on the Quincy he didn't outright kill. He, he is a very bad person who never gets his comeuppance. And it sucks. I think Uryu, like, Uryu faces him, of course, because, duh. Mm. And I think he activates, like, Quincy super mode that was actually pretty cool, but never gets brought up again in the series. Mm-hmm. It's like, the Queen, like... It's like, Shinigami are sort of like a... Well, they are Shinigami. They are the, like, animistic spirits of, like, psychopomp spirits so they work like in the boundaries of spiritual matter quincy's manipulate and like essentially rearrange the spiritual matter which is why they actually like kill spirits rather than make them reincarnate with or like kill hollows mm -hmm. and he gets the like quincy super mode he uses he gets like this wing of that's just absorbing all the like spiritual energy from around him. It actually makes the like architecture start disintegrating, and it's really cool. And then it's never brought up again. Mm -hmm. Which you know that sure would have been nice, or er, to have brought back for the final arc where all the Quincy are invading. Sure would have been mm -hmm. cool. If they all did that, and that's what allowed them to pierce. The Soul Society's defenses, as opposed to just being, lol, we're all as strong as captains, because question mark, question mark, question mark. Our leader is literally almighty. Okay. His, his nickname is God. His, abil his ability is literally to be invincible until the plot says that, okay, this series has to end now. No, no, his power is that he's omniscient. Which he gets no, defeated by question mark, question mark, question mark. No, it is actually, he is actually called the Almighty or the Omnipotent. Mm -hmm. Not just Omniscient. That oh, one you're he right. later. You're right. So he's both. Because yeah. stupid. So anyway, that's, that's ways off. We're still into these, like, mostly decent stuff. Anyway, the the Mayuri fight is just, every single thing involving Mayuri Kurosuchi is just miserable. It's just this massive piece of shit, and, like, he never gets any comeuppance for being a massive piece of shit. Well, and, like, he, he is turned into a caterpillar, which is... He did that to himself. I thought he had to do it because he, his body got fucked up. Or did he, I mean, or, he, or did he, he just do it for shits and giggles? I mean, he's experimented on himself more than anyone else. Uh, so that's just like... That's, that's just Tuesday. Yeah. God, he sucks. He sucks.
Yeah, that, so fight, that fight is cool until you realize later on that, oh, this amounts to nothing. Mm-hmm. We do see our first Bonkai, though. He is the one who introduces Bonkai. And his Bonkai is a giant worm. Yeah, it's a worm with a, um, the face of a Buddhist statue. Oh, I thought it was I just, a baby. Well, it's one type of Buddhist statue because um, it's not like a, it's not a Gautama Buddha statue, but like the um, the name of it, Ashinsoki uh, Jizo, um, does refer to a type of statue. Yeah, it's the um, yeah, it was Jizo is uh. Japanese, Japanese term for Araba, a bodhisattva who looks over children, travelers, and the underworld. Ah, uh, like the child-faced bodhisattva is sort of a way of describing Jizo. Um, so that's the interesting fight for like a very long time because, of course, in typical shonen fashion, in the anime, each fight takes like ten episodes or some such. Uh huh. Um, Ichigo meets a bunch bunch of fight man idiots who are not very interesting. Well, the fight against Ikaku? That is Ikaku, name? yeah. Yeah, I like Ikaku. Uh, he's, he's very straightforward. The joke is he's bald. Uh-huh. Except he refuses to acknowledge it. He insists he's clean-shaven. Isn't that funny? And he, Ikaku's bestie, Yumichika, whose joke is that he's flamboyant. He's an effeminate man, that's the joke. Yeah. It's implied that he might be gay. Because he has a big speech about how his, uh, about how he's different from all the other guys and how he has to use a, uh, how he, he has to pretend that, his Bakuto uh, is a close range when actually it's a uh, long that's range. Way, that's way later. That's uh, way later in the series when he fights a gay stereotype. Right. Uh, so I, I realized we should probably introduce all of the captains. Right, there's, so there's, there's Chief third... Captain Old Man. Yamato, whose Yamamoto. special power... Whose special power is, we don't get to know that for a very long time. Yeah, Yamamoto's, un- until the end of, like, much later in the series, Yamamoto's special power is intense eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Sui Feng, whose name I was uh, certainly fucked up just now. Sui Feng. Sui Feng. Um, her power is that she's an assassin-type person who, if she strikes you three times with a needle... Twice. Twice, one day we'll get these right. Twice with your need, uh, needles, you'll explode for some reason. Uh, it's like it. It's like it's the single so- solitary Chinese character for most of the series. Suifong's like whole thing is very much rooted in like wuxia, more so than like all the magical stuff, because it's like. It's based on like acupoint manipulation from Wuxia. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea of it. 
except it's, you know, not as well thought out. But yeah, the idea is that her ability is, it is admittedly kind of neat in that, you know, first hit does like, first hit leaves a mark, touching it again is instant kill until it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Unohana Retsu. Um, totally a mild-mannered healer. Just don't worry about the fact that literally everyone in the house except Yamamoto is afraid of her. Uh-huh. My favorite character. Yeah. Was she third like, division? Fourth. Fourth. Third was oh, was it was that Kyoraku? Maybe my the issue is I'm looking at a wiki and it has in the wiki the captains listed by what they who's the current captain? Oh, how helpful. And the issue is a bunch of the captains die and get replaced. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. let's see. Previous captains of three were. Uh... Oh, Jin. Duh. Who? Jin. Again. Sorry. Oh, right. Jin. Jin Ichimaru. Oh. Um, yeah, he was third captain. Right. Uh, I was four. Yes. Unahana was four, who everyone was afraid of for some reason. Uh, fifth was... Aizen? I think, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Aizen. Uh, yes, yes, because... The most mild-mannered man, never mind that he's voiced by a, a dude who always voices villains. Uh-huh. Hayami Sho mostly voices villains, like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth is, no, sixth, uh, is Byakuya, who is Rukia's older brother. It's Captain Estrogen Bait and Captain Head Up His Ass. Uh, his ability is Cherry Blossoms. I do admittedly really like that one because I... I really like cherry blossoms, and I really like the concept of turning flower petals into weapons. Mm-hmm. It's a so, it's a cool power. It's just unfortunately, it's on a character I don't like. He is a very bland character. He is a long-haired, beautiful man, voiced by Okiayu Ryotaro. This has been a common most. This has been most of Okiayu's role since the nineties. As a note, like, Okiayu Ryotaro voiced, among others, Alucard from Castlevania. Oh! Yeah. Um, seventh captain is, uh, Kobukura, who is, um... Furry bait? Yeah, furry bait. He's a very attractive werewolf who wears a mask most of the time, uh, because he's afraid people will not accept him because he has... Well, he's not. Head. Well, he is not. No, he is actually a like. <clears throat> he is actually a full-on furry. He is like a yokai. Mm-hmm. Um, put a pin on that for like I don't know six episode, like six podcasts from now when we get to the final arc nonsense. Oh, Minfilia. We have so much to go over. I don't think we're gonna get to the final arc in six episodes. Okay, sixty. Thank you. 
We need fill. We need, we have. I forgot about all the podcast filler arcs we have to do between in between all the like important story beats. Uh, next up is uh, Kyoraku, who's a character I actually kind of like. Kyoraku um, Shunsu is a um, captain, poorly defined abilities. Mm-hmm. Because like he. He has one of the most interesting, like, conceits for his abilities, but we never get, like, full explanations for anything except the most simple one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he is special because his Zanpakuto is two swords. Which... And his boyfriend also is two swords. Uh-huh, which is extraordinarily rare in Yamato's, like... Yamamoto. Yamamoto, sorry. It would be really sus in a like nationalist way if the captain of the Seirete, like head of the Seirete, was named Yamato. Yeah, see, I always thought that was kind of on the nose. But, you know, Yamamoto is just like root of a mountain. It's a very common name. Uh, uh, next is who the fuck is Mugura? Oh, he's one of the wizards. Um. Is yeah. was ninth? No, no, ninth was not uh Uketake because Uketake was thirteenth because Rukia takes over for him. Captain Tuberculosis. Yeah. Matt who's, character who is the who's like uh was it Shunsui? Was he a captain uh, yet? Kosen? Hmm? Oh, no. It might have been... Shu- uh, no, Sushri was never a captain, was he? I, I thought he was like, like... He's always been lieutenant. Was Nine the one that didn't have a captain at this point because no one wanted to step up? That it might have been. I want to say there was a thing because, like... Muguro Makensei was the former one who, through shenanigans, left. And I think because he was so liked, no one in the squad wanted to take his place. Yeah, that sounds correct. So, de facto, there's a guy with 69 tattooed on his face. <laughs> um, but nice. in But de jour, there is no captain for that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he has 69 on his face... It turns out is because he really liked uh Kensei. Because <laughs> I guess it's a number pun. Uh Captain of the Tenth is uh Toshiro Hitsugaya. Um Short his... lad voiced by Romy Park, known for voicing Edward Elric, another short man. Oh. Uh his thing is he looks like a kid and he uses ice. And he's really, really good at it. And then he has the most hilarious uh, power-up in the final arc. Which is a really good gag. Also, Captain Hitsugaya fan favorite, who is considered really cool and really badass, never wins a single fight, basically. Well, he... Though he beats one of Ron Carr, who's nope. not numbered. Nope. Doesn't he? 
Oh wait, he when... oh wait, no, he wins against one like mook mid boss. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. He has to he has to use his bankai to do so. Yeah. I know this is supposed to establish um the Arankar as a threat, but this lad I mean granted he is like ten or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Young anyway, but like he, he appears to be ten. But yeah, no Captain Jobber. That's like half the captains. I mean, most of them don't do anything until they get to kick the shit out of someone. And then there's a few who are actually pretty cool and can, like, walk the talk. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which... Kenpachi! Zaraki Kenpachi, the best character. <laughs> he's pretty cool, yeah. Uh, his he thing is... is he's giant and he hasn't... He doesn't have his Shikai yet. He just beats the shit out of people with a normal sword. No, his sword is actually forever in Shikai, like like Ichigo's Zangetsu. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Kenpachi doesn't even know his sword's name. Mm -hmm. So his sword is like a brittle and ro like broken down piece of shit that still cuts things because he 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 wills it to. Mm -hmm. And like like everyone can do. Shumpo or flash, flash step, like tele, like teleporting rain distances that the plot demands. Can mm -hmm. she just literally has so much physical strength that he just takes it like a leaping start and he catches up. He's that's his thing. He can, he is literally so monstrously powerful. He can keep up with teleporting by mm -hmm. sprinting. Mm -hmm. At one point, his superpower is hit, is using two two hands to do a sword slash with. Yeah, he, and he also... says he he never he never does this because it ends fights too quickly because he's one of those characters. Yeah, his uh, all of his power ups are stuff like I will use two hands. I will take off this eye patch because this eye patch is actually a leech that sucks my uh, Ransu handicapping me, but now that it's off, I can use my full power and death reception. Except it's nowhere near his full power, as we saw in the final arc, which, like, Kenpachi is a crug, is one of the, like, centerpieces of my question of how much of Bleach was ghostwritten. Mm -hmm. Because Kenpachi's overall story arc is actually really good. And I'm just, like... Like, whose homework did Kubo steal for this? Because mm -hmm. the quality of that character and character arc and story is so much better than any of the main plot stuff. So it makes me wonder, like, why is this, um, like, why is this different, much better series main plot shoved to the character arc of one side character here? Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, he does eventually get his full power stuff, and that whole story is, like, genuinely great. It's also metal as hell! It's also sad for me because one of my favorite characters fucking dies as a result. Yeah. Anyway, that's ways off for now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the last one is, uh, Uketake, who's... 
thing yep. is that he has two swords and tuberculosis. Yeah, he has white hair because he got tuberculosis, apparently. That's it's very young. There's also, uh, it actually isn't tuberculosis. It is, no, it is tuberculosis. But, but he also... But he permanently has it because the way he was quote-unquote cured of tuberculosis is an ass pull the likes of which humanity has never seen. Oh. He is also the current um, big bad of the bonus arc. Which I don't know if you knew that, Menphilia. I did not, but I cannot say I am remotely surprised at this point. Uh so a, a little spoiler, Uketake dies at the end of um uh a hundred year blood war or thousand year blood war. Mm -hmm. Um but it turns out when captains die, their spiritual pressure is so high they can't be reincarnated. They're sent to hell. And so in hell he has become uh like the ruler of hell. And is now known as Kamekake. Okay. Yeah. That's dumb. It's extremely dumb! He hasn't actually shown up yet, but... Uh, he's been named because one of the other Iran cars works for him now. Ooh. Um, the one with the fucking... Who's left? Oh no, he died. The thing is, he died and went to hell, but Ichigo's son is such an idiot, he keeps opening the gates to hell. Oh, right, that's why I can't remember his name. It is... Saze Lia Toro Grans. Who was, um... Espada 8. Yes. Oh, the other Nazi scientist who ends yeah. up, who, who later is, who dies in a slap fight against Kurosuchi in the, in the dick waving contest between who gets to be the worst person in the his in history. Yep. And who suffers an actually horrific, like horrifying death. Yeah. We'll get to that. Anyway. He's the one who has to, like, suffer his death at, like, one eight thousandth speed, right? Yeah, it's like, he gets injected with a drug that makes him, like, in heightens his senses to ridiculous degrees, so it's like everything slows down when you're in an adrenaline rush. That up to 11. Then he's stabbed through the heart and, like, told that yeah, by the time you actually feel this, you will have feel, been feeling the experience of the blade, like, piercing your hand and your chest for about 800 years or so. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is worse than anything any Buddhist hell. Yeah. Because he can't get used to the pain, because it's a new pain every single second. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I mean, he deserves it. But you know, this this fate was inflicted by someone on the good guy's side. Yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy quotes there. Yeah. Uh anyway, that's the uh Gotai 13. 
would you Bote like to Sunday? <laughs> Uh, which is the 13 of the 14 different uh, divisions of the Imperial Guard. Because if there's one thing, if there's a few things uh, Kubo's known for, his fashion, his blank backgrounds, and his obsession of starting from uh, starting counting from the number zero. Surprise zero. It happens so many times. It's, anyway, it's so dumb. Anyway, it's great. Um, so there's there's a lot of fights. Uh, Eisen gets impaled and killed, which reveals to the Gote Thirteen, Gote, 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 yeah, Gote, to the Gote Thirteen that there's a traitor in their midst because holy shit, someone just killed a captain. Um, all the while, all the humans are running around getting into shenanigans. Ichigo fights Kenpachi. It's a pretty neat fight. It goes on for too long. Mm -hmm. This is a common occurrence in Bleach. Bleach as like the adept, like a single fight in the manga usually, like until the last terrible, in the latest terrible arcs. A single fight usually took about. Five to ten pages, give or take. Uh huh. Bleach the anime did that in like one panel of a in a fight. Translate is stretched to about three minutes of screen time. Mm -hmm. I think that's for like the early on. Then it gets to like, and because like, but many things are happening at once because. Kubo can't focus for shit. Um, so, like, there's like 10 minutes of, to get through two pages of a fight, then there's three episodes of other things, then it's back to the fight that was the first going for another like 10 minutes, and then it goes to a hiatus filler arc because Kubo also was not keeping up with the release schedule for like three years. Anyway, um, this all this to say, um, when Naruto has better pacing for its fights, <laughs> you have problems. Yeah. We're also in this, like, we have not yet reached the part where the Bleach soundtracks get good. We're in, still in the middling soundtracks section. Later yeah. on, the music gets actually really good. Yeah. Um, the music in Bleach uh, was done by Sagi Sushiro, who also did music for Bar like uh, that one Berserk adaptation that had the song My Brother. Which one's uh, My Brother? The heavy metal with chanting. Ah, right. Um, right. That is... That and like a bunch of other things. But yeah, like, Sagi Su is an actually pretty good like anime composer. Um, but he only really hit his, hit his groove in, like, the next arc, when he learned of Spanish guitar. But yeah. So yeah, Ichigo fights Kenpachi, it's pretty neat, it pushes some stuff forward. Uh, at some point we took a detour to have Ichigo engage in another super special training session. Oh, that happens after Kenpachi. Yeah. 
So I, after... I forget that I forget. I think that was after. Was that that was before he fights Renji? Because Renji is the mid boss before he fights Byakuya. No, it's after he fights Renji because he fights Byakuya. Byakuya kicks the shit out of him. The cat shows up and rescues him and goes, "You can't beat him unless you have your Bankai." Right, right. And then right. teaches them his Bankai. Right. Uh, somewhere along the way, it's revealed that Gasp, Ichimaru, and Aizen are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, when Unohana, being the smartest person in the room. Oh no! He was the black guy. Was the captain of the ninth division? That's right. Yeah. Damn, we have embarrassed ourselves by forgetting about him so bad. Oh no! Just like Kubo did. Yup. <laughs> Because um, um, he doesn't, he never does anything. Yeah. No, he does. He does one thing. Um, he was good friends with uh, Komamura. Um, and then Komamura's like, "Dude, what are you doing here? Like, you accepted me even though uh, I'm a furry." And uh, what's the guy's name? Bosun. And then Bosun's like, "Wait, you're a f- you're a furry? Ew." Oh um, man, I I, ugh, I I can't believe it that like like Kanametosen, the saltiest man alive, is blind. He's learned to overcome his blindness entirely. Then at one point he gets his eye and gets eyesight through shenanigans, and the first thing he says, "Komamura, you are ugly." Uh-huh. It's like. Like... Which also, it doesn't help him, because his Bonkai is he creates uh, a sphere of area in complete darkness that no one can see. But because he's blind, it doesn't affect him at all, which gives him a huge advantage. Except, now his Bonkai affects him too. It's just... dumb and bad. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, so Unohana being the smartest person alive... Um, Figures out that Aizen's body was a fake, a very elaborate fake, then goes to go somewhere. I forget why how she figured out like where to go, but she finds Hitsugaya throwing down with Aizen, sees Hitsugaya get utterly wrecked, and Aizen goes like, yeah, we're evil, bye, I don't want to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like... He activates his Shikai's special ability, broken, way too busted of an ability that uh, that the author didn't think of a counter for for like most of the series, mm-hmm. and runs away. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, his Shikai is if you ever see his Shikai, Aizen now has control of all of your senses for the for the rest of time. With one. Exception for how to undo it. How do you undo it? Um, you must be touching the blade. Oh, right. That's how um, you like. That's how you like reset it. But it's not made clear if if it's like a full reset or just at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so like, like this is one of like one of again Unohana is another character whose like whole story is way better than Bleach in general. Because, like, in this, like, subtle bits of establishment, like, Kyoraku and Ukitake, in the introduction of the captains, are terrified of Unohana's, like, gent- polite and, like, very gentle good evening. 
and then Aizen, who has the most busted Zanpakuto ability, just activates it and runs away. <laughs> Him, Ichimaru, and Tosen all run away instead of even trying to like pick a fight. This is foreshadowing for a good story that happens in the middle of a terrible story that really should have been its own series. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good couple chapters of what is happening. Yeah. So Bleach has the problem a lot of really bad media has is that it has moments where it's really, really, really good. But they're, and they're, they happen just often enough that you're like, uh, it could get better, it could be good, and it isn't. Like, it's not worth it. It's a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, we only have the end of the. There's the well, we're at the end of the arc for this whole society arc. Well, basically, luckily, the end of the Soul Society arc is actually straightforward, as opposed to most of it, which is super scattershot because a lot of stuff is happening at the same time. And it's skipping back and forth between a bunch of people's fights. Uh, in case you're wondering what Orihime and Chad were doing, so do we. Yeah, we don't know. We don't have the documents. We have everyone's birthday, three sizes, blood type, favorite favorite song mm -hmm. documented, but not what the half the main characters were doing doing during this whole arc. Release the tapes. Uh, anyways, you got anything you want to plug? Um. Nothing that comes to mind. Okay, dokie. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.